I just fill up my cereal bowl with great strawberries and blueberries and banana, and I just love it. I mean, I have papaya, first of all. I have a big glass of orange juice, dump my three little pills, and I take my papaya with my pills. That's my 95-year-old dad, Richard. I'm Margaret Pothig, and this is Keeping Dad Alive. Well, I'm really a fruity kind of guy, you know, because I love my fruit. My dad has had a long love affair with fruit, and this Christmas I'm indulging in fruit too. Luscious pears, deep red cranberries and pomegranates, shimmering candied cherries, and citron for the Christmas stolen. So I thought, this is the perfect time to delve into this juicy topic. Fruit brings dad joy, but he sure frets about it a lot. But this last week, my papaya ended soon, and so therefore I was without it. I ate the fruit cup that they send up, okay? Oh, unfortunately, they have a lot of melon, and I tell them, if you get a pineapple, pineapple is good for me, okay? So anyway, I'm looking for fruit, you know, like berries and stuff like that. But they don't ever put any berries in. Maybe they'll put half a strawberry in the thing. <laughs> it's frustrating for Dad not to be able to shop for fruit. He used to love shopping at Hyde Park Produce. They had all the fruits Dad loves. I can picture Dad in his bathrobe on Sunday morning, making a big fruit salad with seven or eight different fruits. Meanwhile, Mom would be warming up the Kuchen from one of Dad's favorite German bakeries in Chicago. That was their breakfast before heading out the door for church. The whole fruit bowl routine that you, ritual really, when did you start that? We started in the Philippines because there were so many different fruits there. Oh my God, I remember the fruit of Manila back in the early, like the early 60s. I was just a baby in the early 60s during my parents' mission work in Manila. So to help me remember, I called my older sister Carrie and also Annie. How's Tata anyway? Tatay is Filipino for dad. And I called Krasing. I don't remember so much, but I remember <laughs> what he likes to eat. Annie and Krasing were the Filipina sisters who lived with us in the Philippines cooked and cleaned, and watched over us kids. They moved to the States in the 1970s and became U.S. citizens. Of course, the banana, he likes mangoes, too. I think they call it lakatan. He loves pineapple star fruit. They call it balingbing back home. Did he like jackfruit? Papaya, sliced papaya. Yeah, I know papaya was the best one for him. There are two kinds of papaya market. Remember the lanzones? Orange, caimito. Do you know the green, like almost like an apple, but it has a black seed inside? And the other one is kind of pinkish. Springtime in Bohol, we have tambis mixed with raspberry and red and orange. Almost like a strawberry, it's red. Oh, we reminisced about fruit for half an hour, and then it was time to say goodbye. We love you too. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, so Carrie, what is your earliest memory of dad and fruit? In our house, Malata, we had this big table, and dad always sat at the head of the table on the left. And at breakfast, he would always have 
a slice of papaya. I can see it. This kind of orange, red orange color that kind of vibrated and always two calamansis cut up beside it. And it was like a ritual. Tell our listeners what a calamansi is. Calamansis are like lime. They're very tiny brown fruit. You cut them when they're green, when they're specially tart, and they're very strong. In fact, if you want to shine up your cutlery, you get calamansi and sea salt and scrub it down, and that does the job. Hmm, fascinating. But I wanted to know, when did Dad start making that big bowl of fruit salad? Earlier on, I would develop a fruit drink. I called my brother Scott, too. The fruit salad certainly began as something because every Sunday we had a ritual, and it was a ritual that we never, ever forgot to do, and which was we had frozen fruit salad uh, in 7-Up as our drink before lunch after church. That's what we did, and I, and I just love that drink, okay? <laughs> my recollection was the fruit salad was made specifically for the purpose of being frozen. (laughs) Fast forward 50 years. Dad's fruit shopping came to an abrupt end when he moved to Philadelphia after suffering brain trauma from a series of falls. And now he has to rely on Scott completely to bring him his beloved fruit. Hey, Scott, how are you? This is your father. Don't forget my strawberries and blueberries. I had a long conversation with Scott about this important responsibility. Dad's obsession with fruit. This has a big impact on your life, doesn't it? (laughs) That's my main function, frankly, is to bring Dad his fruit. First of all, I want to say that if it weren't for globalization, uh, you know, Dad's obsession couldn't exist, let's put it that way. The fruit that Dad eats, strawberries, blueberries, and papaya, okay, in the old days, You could only get strawberries for like two or three weeks. Now, of course, we expect to see them every time we go into a a supermarket. One of the little games I like to play is to see what part of the world have they been imported from. It figures that Scott would turn this conversation into a lecture. He teaches a popular course on the biology of food at the University of Pennsylvania. It's actually quite interesting because the economies of, um, for example, Peru and Chile and certainly Mexico as well, have been significantly influenced by this because it's only been relatively recently, you know, that they have become the major sources, for example, you know, in the winter. Sorry to interrupt, Scott. It's a good thing that Dad recovered his executive function after his brain injury because he needs it to manage his fruit inventory. I know he... um, uh, asks for refills before he actually runs out. And I got to tell Scott, I need blueberries. Strawberries are running out, so and my papaya is holding. He tries to time it, you know, because he knows if he asks just before, I may not be able to get it to him in time. So, you know, so he sort of guesstimates how many more days he has left. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I don't eat all my papaya because I try to preserve it so I can last until... Scott gets the next papaya. (laughs) You might think it's easy in this era of globalization to find a good papaya, but there's a lot more to shopping for papaya than meets the eye. Now, papayas are interesting, too, because they're also available uh, year-round. It's hard to find one that's even close to being in the vicinity of being ripe enough to eat. 
Well, that's right. So when I buy papaya, I get them from several sources. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for example, uh, uh, Trader Joe's is usually a reliable source of unripe papayas. But, you know, they take a couple of weeks to ripen. Now, if you want to get a different variety of papaya, you have to go to an Asian supermarket. They tend to be usually more ripe and much larger. My gripe about shopping for papaya is that grocers do not understand that it isn't edible until it gets rotten, moldy spots on the skin. And I saw the stuff in the, in, in the little bowl. Yeah. I said, strawberries I know, yeah. and blueberries I know. What is that? That's, <laughs> that's your papaya, she said. That's how unripe it was. Oh, no, she cut into it before. we got to leave them out and not, not, not yeah. cut into them. If the papayas in the store are always going to be green, why go shopping in person? I mean, since the pandemic started, I've been ordering all my groceries online. But I get it. I know why my dad and my brother Scott endure this ordeal. No, so the, the, way he, the way he tells me, then he needs more fruit. He knows that I look at this um, obsession a little askance, although I have to say I use blueberries on my cereal too. And so we'll usually be having a serious conversation. He'll call me about something or I'll call him. And then at the very end of the conversation, he'll sort of sheepishly say, now, now Scott. I know exactly what Scott is about to say. So, so Margaret? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, what are you going to ask me, Dad? Whenever you have that laugh, I know there's something. Yeah, what is it you want? Don't forget the blueberries and the strawberries. <laughs> the music in this podcast is Slow Strut and Vernoulier by Blue Dot Sessions and Binaswan by Juan Silas Jr. and his Rondalia, published under the Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial.